we're back with another episode of the One Third Two Brief Podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, we're here at the Divisional Weekend. Yeah. Football. It's coming to an end, but it's whoa, 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 whoa. here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Way too early about thinking about the end. Uh, we're still focused. We have Saturday games. We have multiple hours, multiple games back to back. So we're not fo- we're not looking towards the end. We're focusing on now, Marlo. Uh, way too early for that. But yes, uh, digital weekend. I was worried a little bit after last weekend, uh, which was really awesome and really fun, having the the three games each day back to back. Yeah. Obviously, I missed. I, I would have rather had a third game, but I, it's still having the two Saturday, the two Sunday. All of them were close enough that they were, um, I guess, compelling until the end. Or, or mm, I don't know, interesting might not always be the right word, but they they were close that the outcome wasn't determined necessarily until the end. So it kept you watching, and I was there for all of it, and it was great. What did you think of the weekend in general? In general, what did you think of? Uh, uh, overall, I mean, I was I was dissatisfied yesterday, more satisfied today. Okay. Um, as far as as far as the the games and the closest and um, just the feel of them, but I think there's more drama today in in different yeah. ways in different yeah, ways, yeah. but there's more drama today. So you know that was good. That, that leaves a good taste in the mouth uh, for this divisional round. Yeah, I think I think overall it was good. And I, We'll start talking about the Packers. So I'll start talking about them now. That game probably felt a lot closer to me as an irrational person <laughs> than, it, than it felt to maybe uh, somebody like you who is either neutral or rooting against the Packers. Well, yeah, no, I, you know, obviously I'm in text groups with Packers fans, and the, I, this is the whole time, not the whole time, but most of the time when I was sitting up there, we're like, there is, there's nothing I'm watching that tells me that the Packers are going to lose this game at all. <laughs> And the rest of you guys are freaking out. And yeah. I was like, this must be nice. <laughs> this must be nice to freak no. out for no reason. Like, you literally have no reason to freak out where I'm over here. Like, I, I just, I, it just wasn't nice. It's supposed to be nice. I couldn't, there, I, can't, I can't fathom having that type of feeling. There's no, there was, there was no, there's no reason except for the history of collapses. <laughs> the recent history of collapses uh, mm-hmm. in, in the back pocket. Not necessarily anything in this game, but when the game all of a sudden gets tight, when they got within a touchdown, uh, what was it? It was uh, eighteen to twenty-five. All of a sudden, you know the the little you know playoff uh, ghost of playoff collapses past shows up on our shoulder, <laughs> and it's like, hey. Remember this? Remember when this <laughs> happened? Remember that first half against the Seahawks where Russell Wilson threw a billion interceptions and you still lost that game? Oh, man. It, it comes in. It's like, hey, this isn't a, a, as secure as you thought. Um, obviously, that thought was uh, – or that, that ghost was quick, quickly flicked off the shoulder uh, as uh, Rodgers let another another touchdown drive. But it, it was there um, certainly – I don't know. It just, I think Packer fans have a little bit of, um, it's going good, but it can always fall apart uh, because of, of kind of what's happened. Uh, I mean, if you just think about it, Aaron Rodgers is one in four in NFC Championship games. And I, if I went back and looked, I bet he led in four of those. Mm. Or five of those. So um, I didn't I didn't do the research, but... Um, yeah, so Packer game. Packers went 32 to 18. Uh, like I already mentioned, it felt to me closer than it probably was. Although 
I, I guess if I'm in hindsight, I feel like I can, I could say I never felt like the Rams were going to win this game, but in the moment, I was envisioning ways in which they would. Uh, the Packers have had great starts. Uh, think of the Colts game where they were, had a great first half, and then this, in the second half, they just never got the offense going, and the the Colts were able to come back into it, and it seemed like for a little bit um, after the they made it twenty-five to eighteen that hey maybe this second half we have had a couple punts now maybe the offense just doesn't click it back up to the the gear they were in the first half, and the Rams get the ball back. Um, so I think a little of that of that was going on there. Uh, but with the win, the thirty-two eighteen win, I'll give a couple kudos out there. Aaron Rodgers, I've seen some weirdly some conversations today. Uh, on, on Packers Twitter saying that it wasn't a good game by Aaron Rodgers, which I find baffling. Um, You're insufferable. <laughs> insufferable. <laughs> he, was finished, he finished 23-36, 296 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Oh, terrible um, game. That's so bad. And an absolutely amazing scramble, which was Zero the, sacks, the, right? He had zero sacks on the guy. Against, they had zero sacks on it. And, yeah. and that wasn't yeah. – sorry to interrupt, but that wasn't because – I mean, that wasn't completely because of the offensive line. That was because he was able to get out of the way of an, a very good Rams defensive line. Yeah, watching his footwork in this game, his movement within the pocket, his his ability to move in the pocket, then reset and make a throw was absolutely unbelievable in this game. He scrambled when he needed to. He was just reading this game so well. Um, and, yeah, you can look at the – a couple of passes, you know, you could say that the Lazard drop might have been a little bit too far ahead of him. I think it still should have been a catch. You could say the MVS throw in the touchdown was a little bit high. Again, hit him in the hands, at a, granted, at a full stretch. Some things might have been missed, but those, you know, 13 uh, incompletions, a lot of them were either close or deliberately getting rid of the ball when he should have. And he just read the game so well and felt the incomplete control and seemed like he was just enjoying it out there, which was really strange. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I saw some of this conversation again on Twitter, but like how unnerving it has to be to be on a defense where you're doing everything you can to stop this guy. Mahomes has a little bit of this too, where he just like seems so like calm and like nothing bothers him. Like that has to be so annoying yeah. as you're like busting your ass, doing everything you can to stop them, and they're succeeding against you and like almost flippant about it at times. Yeah, for I'm sure, sure. It's very annoying. Uh, <laughs> kind of preaching to the choir here, yeah. right, Marlon. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Uh, next, good offensive line. You said you mentioned that uh, there wasn't much, uh, or there were no sacks on Rodgers. His pressure rate was really low. I thought I'd say it. I don't have it in front of me right now. But the offensive line did a very good job, um, both in the the run game and the pass game. Uh, they've been great all season, and kind of especially when you think about Bakhtiari being out and kind of having to shift around a little bit. Uh, Jenkins was amazing in this game. They highlighted him a couple times against uh, Aaron Donald. Um, he just I, – I, I keyed in on him more, uh, I think, because of the Aaron Donald matchup that I normally do offensive line because uh, I'm trying to do that a little bit more, but I keyed in that. And he just – I don't want to say like, he controlled Aaron Donald because that's unfair to what Aaron Donald is, and obviously he was carrying an injury into this game, but – he played really well and kind of, I'll say neutralized a lot of what Aaron Donald tends to do in a game. Uh, him, Jenkins individually in the offensive line in, in total. So with that, I'm going to quick hit you a couple quick stats here I have, Marlo. Um, first is the Packers' 
rush. Uh, the Packers generated their highest team pressure rate, almost 50% in a game this season, led by Zaire Smith and uh, Rashawn Gary with seven each. Uh, Rashawn Gary was really good in this game. He hasn't always shown up for the Packers. He's had injury problems throughout his career. But in this game, he showed up and applied as much pressure as Zaire Smith, who is obviously well well touted. Um the Packers finished this game. Next stat, Packers finished with 484 total yards on offense. That's the most against a number one defense in terms of yards per game in a playoff game since the merger. Uh, and there was a lot of talk going into this game about the number one off, or I don't know if the Packers have done uh, the Packers offense versus the number one defense. Uh, and obviously they went out in the game, but just by how much they went out, putting up 484 yards, scoring on their first six points on their first five possessions. One, two, three, four. Their first five possessions uh, was absolutely amazing. Jair uh, Alexander was awesome in this game. Uh, we came into this game hearing all about Devontae Adams uh, uh, as Packers receiver and Jalen Ramsey uh, as a great matchup cornerback. And I didn't hear anything about Jair Alexander, uh, who I think is one of, if not the best, cover corners in this game. He played 31 coverage snaps and was the nearest defender on all three targets, and on those three targets, they had one reception for minus three yards. So in 31 coverage plays, he gave up minus three yards. That's pretty good for a coverage cornerback. Uh, and last thing, Aaron Rodgers has now surpassed uh, Brett Favre for postseason completion. So another record for Aaron Rodgers there in Packers history. Those are the stats I had. Those are the kudos I'm giving out. Uh, the only negative I took out of this game is the defense just does enough to keep him in it. Like, they just... They just go into like this prevent or this like right before the half when uh, they got um, when the Rams finally got their touchdown. It just they just seemed like they made it so easy for the offense, and especially against Goff, who's who's a quarterback who he can do like two reads. If this isn't open, this isn't open, then he's in trouble. And it just seems like his first read was open so many of the times. Um, I'll talk about that, I guess, more with McVay in a second. But the, our defense just, that's the big worry, right? Our offense has been so great. All the kudos I just gave out to them. I just feel like this defense is porous enough to let to let games, let teams get back in the game or let teams get away from us if we're down. Um, that's on the defense. On the Rams side, uh, sorry, Marlo, if I keep rambling here. Uh, well... Also, had the notion you read up the offense, number one offense was number one defense that they talked about quite yeah. in the broadcast. And I kept thinking, whenever they bring us up in today's NFL, I feel like the best offense is going to be the best defense any day. Just the way the teams have to construct their uh, have to have to construct their their teams, yeah. and just where the NFL is now with offenses first defense, right? Like you probably think even the best defense, you're probably thinking the top. Five, six, seven, maybe even eight offenses are going to beat that defense. That in it. Yeah, I, I did have that thought as well that, you know, maybe it's kind of this day and age type thing. Um, but just last year, was it last two, when, shoot, just two years ago when the Rams were in mm -hmm. the Super Bowl, that was won by defense. Yeah. So, um, I think that in general, unless it's a, a transcendent defense, unless it's a great defense, right. I, the Rams were a very good defense. I don't think they were a transcendent Agre yeah. defense. So I, I think you're right in that it's kind of moved. Um, 
a little bit like basketball, right? Like where it's now the three-point shooting, you have to score. Like now you have to put up points. Yeah. You can't rely on the defense. Um, I, I This game felt like that was proving it out, but I, I'd like to see a little bit more of it uh, going, going forward. Because I think that definitely the Rams having the best defense is why they won that. The Seattle, the Seattle game, game although Seattle's the Seattle's offense is much uh, not what it was the first half of the season, right. so maybe it's a little bit skewed to what their overall overall standing was. But yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on going forward. But I so from the Rams side, um, obviously I mentioned this already. Aaron Donald was injured. He had what did he have? He had something in his torn Some, cartilage in his rib. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So he seemed limited. They he played about fifty percent of the snaps. I think it was that was down from his eighty five percent. Although the Rams were saying that wasn't because of the injury, but that, that makes no sense. I mean, obviously, obviously, it was because of the yeah. injury. You're just not. You just don't want to say that, I guess. Uh, so he was limited. Um, I think that obviously affected something, some of the game. Uh, I don't know that the outcome would have been different. Uh, they see. It's easy for me to say, I guess, but it's unfortunate for the Rams that that he was off. And obviously, and then on Goff, um, he was coming in with the thumb surgery. Yeah, he had an injured thumb. It, no, his son third um, he had three pins, but his his thumb three weeks prior. Yeah, uh, he looked really bad against Seattle. I, and by that, I mean his passes looked bad. Like when he threw them, the passes it didn't. He was zipping the ball. Yesterday, he he had some down the field completions. I'm not going to say he was back in the thumb was in an, an issue, uh, but he was he he seemed like he was able to throw the ball much better this week than he did last week. But who knows if that wasn't the case? And lastly, uh, I think Sean McVay is a really good coach, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think he put his team with I guess the kind of excuses I just made for them there uh, in. As good a position to win this game as he could have. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Or, or do well, you? Well, honestly, the just the play, um, the cojones to go, when he went for it on two to make it a one possession game. Um, yeah. And the call, the hook and ladder down there. I think just the fact that he would call that right because I thought I mean it was yeah. it obviously it executed well and it worked, but you know. I know that you know that he knows if that doesn't work, we're all <laughs> saying that was the dumbest move ever. Um, yeah. But just having the confidence to be able to throw that, and yeah, and putting people, especially on the offensive side, in positions, uh, you know, to in the best position to succeed in those games. And, you know, even um, that he, you know, he ran the Wildcat with, uh, God, I'm forgetting names right now, but he ran the Wildcat two three oh, with the cam makers. makers two or three times didn't work yeah. and then they got that was on that touchdown as that you know the, they've they finally broke it open and even you know right. the announcers are like why are they even going to this oh that's why because you're not the coach yeah so yeah mcveigh i mean he's still i mean he's still he's still a good coach he never was a bad coach but just the i think the moxie and you can see the you can see his influence on the field um you know on a play-to-play basis do you like the full blue tracksuit? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's shades of uh, shades of of Billy Bil- Bilma, Brett Bilma. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> that's what he's. It's what you want to go for. I don't. Yeah. He's got to wait. If, he's got to wait a few years and get a couple pounds on. I'll be all right. Well, he has to get out of L.A. Once he's out of L.A., he'll start gaining some weight. But no, nah, he's not gonna gain weight yeah. in L.A. Dating the model. Yeah, and no, all no, that. not now. Twenty twenty years when he takes like the Patriots job or something. So. 
Um, <laughs> that'd be a move. That'd be a move. Cut off the sleeves then and on that, and they'd be good to go. Uh, okay. Yeah, Rams, uh, yeah. A game I think the Packers should have won, did win uh, in the end. Anything else you want to say about the Packers-Rams game? Stew on it anymore? No, I, whatever. Um, I, the biggest thing I was surprised about was that this is going to be Aaron's first NFC Championship game and at Lambeau. I was really yep. uh, that that stat took me for shock because I know he's been in he's been in he's been in five, been in five. Jesus Christ yeah um he's been in five and this is gonna be his first Lambo and it's not gonna be a full house but oh that was the other thing too you, I think was it six thousand yeah. fans or so I think it was, was nine, nine? Was I think I think it was like six thousand were sold and three thousand were given away it. something yeah, like that yeah so something like that so six thousand nine thousand and they gave him all those freaking signs. And then they, just, <laughs> well, it was cool. One, it was cool to see fans there because that was the first game yeah. where, first game on Saturday, and obviously the first game they had that many fans at Lambeau. So it was cool to see. Like, I know it wasn't full house, but it, it was, it was cool to have fans, and you could they actually had like the on field audio, and those were real, real, yeah. real sounds coming out. Um, yeah. But then they gave them all those signs, and then I don't know halfway between the game, everyone decided that they they could hit the metal bleachers. In front, yeah, of him, yeah. in front of him, and then it really did. I don't know if they cranked up the natural noise in the broadcast, but it sounded like legit loud in that stadium with them doing that. Yeah, uh, it this in the the Buffalo game. It, it's kind of crazy how I think Buffalo had sixteen thousand fans. Um, how few fans sound so loud? Like going from the amount of noise that let's say nine or 16,000 fans can make to the amount of noise that 80,000 fans can make. It seems like there should be a larger divide between the decibels, but there's not, it's very strange. Um, I'm sure there's some science to it or something, but whatever, that's that's not what we're here for. Uh, But it it was cool to see the fans. It was cool to hear the noise. I I totally agree with you. It was really neat after the game in uh, Aaron Rodgers' video and Aaron Jones' interview. um, They, I don't know if they were asked about it, but they talked about how cool it was to have the fans back and how much it meant to them. And as a fan, granted, I don't really go to <laughs> too many games, but like it felt cool to be like, hey, they appreciate that we're fans, yeah. you know, and that, that we're like making an effort to involve ourselves in the game, whether it's being there and yelling or yelling at our TVs from home. We're trying to help the team. Uh, it was just really cool to kind of get a little bit of like feedback from the players in that way. So that I thought that was really yeah. cool uh, as, as a fan. All right. And there will be fans at the NFC Championship game. They just announced. I don't know why they had to. Why they're, but they had to make a, an, an announcement that said there would. So those are on sale. Not gonna be getting those because it looks cool <laughs> uh, out there. <clears throat> All right. On to the next game. This was a Saturday night game. Bills seventeen, Ravens three. Um, my, f- I okay. Did the Bills win the game or did the Ravens lose it? That's a great question. Uh, uh you know. I want to say the, I want to say the I want to give Bills credit, but I want to say the Ravens lost it because this game, you know, seventeen to three, it looks like a large score, but it it, it turned on a dime with that pick six at the uh, pick six at the goal line, right from Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I think they were at the five yard line going in, and they yep. if they if they make like that. that touchdown, it's a tie game, and if they make it a field goal, right, it's, it's still a one possession game. Uh, but that that right. changed, you know, not only the distance of the score, but obviously huge momentum, and and then with Lamar going out later. So I think up to that point, it's like they gave it away. But with Lamar going out, they never really had a chance to 
to really climb back into that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was the next possession right after right after that yeah. pick six. And I think I agree I'm going to agree with you that I think Baltimore lost this more than Buffalo won. I mean beyond that you go to the missed kicks. Yeah. True. Justin Tucker's True. the most accurate kicker in the history of the NFL. And he's automatic, and then he hits both posts. Absolutely unbelievable. There was a lot of win there, so I don't like. I don't blame him, but it's still points they left on the yep. field. Like I'm not gonna like be upset at him over it. Like, but uh, he, they left points on the field there. He did make a field goal in the second quarter, and then they're you're right. They're driving down. It's ten to three. You just can't throw an interception there. I think it was third down. Uh, I can. Uh, can I do the play by play? I'll look and see if I think it was third down, but you just you have to do anything but throw in an interception there, and that's exactly what he did. And uh, you just you just can't you just can't do that. Um, on that, it was third and goal. Okay. It was third and goal from uh, let's just say the five. yeah oh the nine. nine. It was third okay. goal from the nine. So um, and I, I was watching it and I I yelled out. Just you can't do that. Like, come on, that's the one thing you can't do there. You got another place. He just didn't see the. Uh, I think it was a safety, yeah. um, who was he was on the other wide receiver, but he was playing zone, so he peeled off that because he was watching Lamar's eyes. Lamar just stared down uh, the wide receiver he was attempting to throw to, and threw it right to him, and they and they returned it back. Uh, so obviously Lamar made the big mistake, yeah. and obviously he didn't get a chance to close the game because I think, like I said, I think it was the next possession. He got uh, knocked out with a concussion. Yeah. It, I mean, you got to give credit to Bills for up until that point they, they ahead, yeah. kept them bottled in, in the rushing in, in the passing really. But yep. that that drive yeah, going yeah. in, they were they had gotten things going finally. Uh, but this, even to that point, they still had they still had to bottle up to, on the rushing. They didn't give him the edges. They didn't give him the lanes to to scramble. Yeah, that's a great point. He had nine uh, carries for 34 yards on the game. So there were a couple of plays where it felt like he was going to break out, and he got maybe, uh, I, I don't know, six to seven yards instead of where he otherwise might have broken a big. So, yeah, cre- I guess let's give some credit to the Bills. Josh Allen played competently in a playoff game <laughs> and won. Um, Stephon Diggs is really yeah. good. And their defense contained Lamar Jackson. Yeah, not a bad as long, as long as he was in the right. game, yeah. So and there credit were to them approximately there were approximately only like 105 tables broken pregame. So nice. Well, that's why yeah, we have 16,000 fans instead of the normal yeah, exactly. 80. I mean, that's that. It's good. There's going to be a less lower amount of tables broken. Yeah. Um, Thoughts and prayers to the Walmart. Yeah, the Walmart. The <laughs> table sales in Walmart's in the Buffalo area just just really struggling with no fans. Uh, Bill's Mafia not being able to convene. Uh, the other thing, uh, the Ravens that did that, the snaps. They had how many oh, bad yeah. snaps? It was unbelievable. Yeah. That was wild. I don't know. They got to draft the Alabama kid who's been there five years and has never had there a bad snap. They need to draft. They need to draft that guy. He just shot up. Wait, he's a long snap. He just shot up the boards. I don't know that he's in their actual center. I think he's just the long snapper. So Bill Belichick's going to draft him in the sixth round or something. <laughs> Casey's long snapper. He's a big, yeah, my big board. He's I got him board. going. I have, I have the top two picks filled out, and then six round pick. What are the Patriots picking? Like tenth pick, ten. I got, I got him in there. Those are the three picks I filled out. Um, Bills had a really weird game plan in this. 
Essentially, I think they looked at Baltimore's round one game and said, we're not going to be able to run in them, so let's just throw the ball. I think they, their first 20 plays were 19 passes and one run. The one run was a scramble on a passing play. Yeah. <laughs> so they just passed, passed, passed. That's, that's a total, uh, I'm going to play I'm gonna play this guy in Madden play that he, you know he has like that one <laughs> defensive play you can't run on, so you're just going to try to pass on yeah. him the whole time. That's that's what happened. That's what just happened to the Bills. And I guess it. I mean, it worked in the sense that they won the game. But I mean, they they scored three points and they ran the ball seemingly well. And they, I guess, they ended up with sixteen for thirty-two. But most of that was kind of when the game was over. Um, just a weird game plan, especially with the wind. Yeah. And it, it seemed like the wind was affecting the passes. There was a couple from Josh Allen. There was one from uh, Huntley at the end of the game that kind of sealed it when he missed. Uh, Hollywood Brown, I think it was, uh, breaking on the, on a third down, or was it fourth down, whatever. Uh, so to go out there, and this, it's like, I, I know our game plan is to throw it. I know it's really windy, but we're going to stick with the game plan. <laughs> it seems so weird. Um, anything else to take away from this game? Buffalo, mildly impressive, Baltimore. Oh, I guess my main question I wrote down here that I didn't ask. I feel like the narrative is going to go back to Lamar Jackson can't win playoff games. Do you think that it's fair to blame Lamar, obviously because of the injury, or do we, does he get a pass? Because I don't want to say a pass. That seems harsh. He's definitely um, not going to get a pass. Uh, no, I agree that this is going to be the narrative. Um, you know, I mean, there, it is what it is. You're going to look yeah. at the numbers. You're going to look at before he was in the game, that again, that critical pick six we just talked about, which which really, in, the, in all tens of persons, sealed the game. Uh, right there, so I I think that's it. You know, he won. He got a super wild card win. You know, obviously it's all about what have you done for me lately. Taking that next step. He's a former MVP, right? So there has to be something. There has to be something you can nickpick him for. Um, and this this is going to be it. I do think it's a narrative. Do I think it's fair? I don't. I mean, there's a lot of other things. Like you said, the defense. All it was pass, pass, pass. Like because of that, like why can't you just stop it? <laughs> what yeah. is going on there? And on top of it, it was. It's um, I do get like he didn't. I I felt like they had gotten it rolling. I feel like if they had a chance, things might have been different because, <laughs> you know, in all intents and purposes, it's not like the Bills are running up the score. Um, they still right. would have had a chance to you know kind of to come back and at least tie it up or take the lead there. Yeah, I, I think. He'll get crushed a lot more than he deserves, but I think that he deserves some sort of, you know, this this was a bad game, and that interception was backbreaking, and it's what what I don't like about this this narrative is he's like twenty three years old. He he's I think he's younger than Joe Burrow. <laughs> like let's all settle down and give him some time and let him be in some playoff games. And it's okay to lose some of them. Like Aaron Rodgers has won four, lost four at, at NFC Championships game. He's all right. <laughs> like let's all settle down. Uh, but I think he deserves some. He deserves some criticism for the way uh, that this game went. Although I think a lot of other things went against the team that weren't his fault. Would he have gotten a chance? I think it's I think it's kind of a I don't want to say cop out. Mm. Whatever the level below cop out is, it's just an excuse. It's an excuse for Baltimore fans to say, but if he was in there, he would have led the comeback, sure. right? They can say that because they don't have to. I would it, it say it didn't that happen. There was fans. there wasn't an yeah there was an opportunity for it to happen, but the way the game had gone, it didn't feel like that was actually going to happen. Yeah. So, I think Baltimore fans are going to be emboldened in their defense of him because he got injured. Um, 
whereas critics are going to be emboldened because of the way that he plays. So it's just going they're going to drift farther apart, like uh, like the political landscape of our country. So there we go, <laughs> politics. <take. laughs> Only right. sports. Stick so, to sports. Stick to sports. Six, back to sports. Okay, Bill 17. They're on to uh, the AFC championship game. When this score went final, I knew there was no way in hell the Cleveland Browns were going to win because the world is not ready for a Bills-Browns <laughs> AFC championship game. That would have been too much. So my premonition came true. Barely. Chiefs 22, Cleveland 17. Um, so yeah, where do you want to start? We finally got drama, right? Those last two games, I think they had. there was a little bit of drama, <laughs> but it wasn't as compelling. It wasn't as compelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I'm with you. This game became uh, compelling as Cleveland. Uh, it was clear that the Chiefs were a better team, but for some reason they kept, yep. they kept settling for field goals. So if Cleveland got to stay into it. And, um, you know, and then it came in, and, and then Mahomes got knocked out. We got quarterbacks getting knocked out over the place. Big weekend for the concussion yeah, protocol. Big weekend. Big weekend for independent, independent c- concussion protocol doctors. Um, I mean, to be, f- to be fair, it's probably good that the start, in a general sense, in a health sense of the, for the players yeah. in the league, it's probably good th- that both Mahomes and Lamar Jackson were, were ruled out. It sucks for their teams. It sucks kind of as a in-the-moment yeah. fan. But in the larger sense, that's probably a good thing that there was enough, like, Support behind concussion protocol that they were oh, out yeah. of the game. All right. I mean, Mahomes, he you you just look at him. You I, like everyone that's watched them try to get up was like, yeah, he's done. It's over. Well, Lamar was Lamar was laying on the yeah. ground, and I didn't see the I didn't see the play. Like I I miss I don't remember what I was doing, but I was looking away, and I just came back, and he was laying on the ground, and I went, oh no! I assumed it was like a knee or yeah. something. Like I didn't realize it was his head, and I this sounds stupid. It, this will sound stupid off of just my concern about concussions a second ago. I thought he heard his knee or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, is he ever going to be the same? What's <laughs> happening? And then it was a concussion. I was like, okay, well, he'll re- you know, in for a football sense, recover from yeah. that, right? But obviously long-term ramifications. I don't want to uh, poo-poo what I just said about about concussions. But um, I think it was good to have them both without. And you're right. Lamar was laying on the ground, and Mahomes was really groggy. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, you, 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 we had that. Uh, there was that, and then Cleveland was mounting, mounting a comeback that fell short, and it kind of, it made it exciting because yeah. I think if Mahomes yeah. was still in there, even if they were coming back, you're like whatever, Mahomes is going to come in, throw it to Hill for like seven yards, this game will be over. Um, but the fact that we had Chad Henney sighting, yeah. I forgot he was, I didn't even know he was still in the league, but <laughs> did not know he was in the league. I thought he, I thought he was way too he old agreed. to be. In the <laughs> agreed, but uh, Chad Henney comes in. Apparently uh, impressive, Casey. So, in the <laughs> moment, in the moment, I was like, "Holy crap!" Okay, uh, he is younger than me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> barely though. Barely though. Former baseball player. We all remember that. Um, okay. <laughs> so, in the moment, I was like, "Holy shit!" He won this game. Uh, but then all he really did was throw an interception and get two first downs. <laughs> so it's like when you look at kind of like the totality mm-hmm. of it, 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 it's not that impressive. That, by the way, that interception. What was that? That was that was Chase Wolf throwing it into the end zone. Uh, <laughs> same play. When you have a backup yes. quarterback, don't take big <laughs> shots. <laughs> why? Is, watching why that Badger game. That? 
Uh, yeah, so Tony Romo sucked you in. He sucked you in. Tony Romo got super excited talking <laughs> so excited. about Chad Henney winning the game for Kansas City. Totally sucked, Casey. He, so, in hindsight, so looking back at it, he wasn't really that good. He threw that terrible interception. But he got the two first downs when he needed to. And that third and 14 scramble, that's that's worth it. That's like a you open up a bar and live off of that <laughs> in Kansas City. <laughs> You call it third and fourteen <laughs> scramble, and there you go. There you go. You have a you bar, go. and you, you don't have to buy a drink because it's your bar, so you just can drink whenever, and, and you did it. Um, yeah, so he had that play, but other than that, it wasn't that exciting. What I kind of took away from it is this, the Chiefs have – it's either their – I think it's the play calling, right? Because they just put players in such positions to be able to succeed – uh, even when Henny's in there, they're ripping off these crazy plays. That fourth down play, third down fourth. play, fourth game, down, yeah. fourth down play. That's a play that they run with Mahomes, where it's like we just know he's gonna. They the Chiefs do this all the time. They pass and must run plays, and they they're so confident that they will get an open wide receiver and that Mahomes will make the throw that they're able to run these kind of play actions, these passing plays that the percentage of completion is as high as a running play almost. I mean, it's crazy. That doesn't make sense. It's almost as high. It's it's, it's almost 100% that they're going to complete this. And they did it with Chad Henney. <laughs> so I came out and was like, is Mahomes overrated because Chad Henney can do these things? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I don't know. I'm surprised that they still went with that aggressive fourth down play. So he did the fourth down play. He did the third and 14. He did those, but he sucked in everything else. I don't know. I come I come back to he had third and 14 open up the bar. <laughs> Yeah. What do you? What, I no, mean, I, no, I, I like that. I, I agree that in the. I guess, I guess, I looked at it from the other standpoint of like, well, he didn't lose the game, um, and that's all mm-hmm. you really had to do, being being Chad Henney. Because I thought, you know what, I thought Casey when when uh, Mahomes went down. Because honestly, I think the Chiefs are the only thing standing in the way of of the Packers winning the Super Bowl, and obviously that's not something yep. I want. And so when yeah. I had this thought. I know what yeah, you're going to so say. Yeah, so when he went down, I was like, well, this is over. Packers win the Super Bowl. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Don't, I still don't know if he's going to be in. I have a feeling the protocol has changed a little bit for Mahomes to get in uh, for an AFC championship game. But if he's not, then, yeah, this, this, this thing's over. So those are the thoughts that were going through my head in that Chad Henney found a way to win. And uh, that's what made it exciting for me. Yeah, no, 100% that thought crossed my mind of, hey, if they lose because Mahomes is out, that does weaken kind of the, the opponent, the potential opponents for the, for the Packers. That thought entered my mind. Henny was a starter for four years oh, in the NFL. Oh, I know. NFL. I remember those years. Because I kept being like, how wow. is this guy the starter? He start he, he, wow. uh, what's his face? Yeah, we'll get over it. Anyways, um... It was <laughs> no, in, we're Chet Henny Pack. Yeah, no, it was in Jacksonville, <laughs> and he like, he like took the job from, uh... What's his name? Quarterback at Notre Dame. Uh, oh, uh, Brady no. Quinn? Further back. No. Not further back. I don't know. Anyways. In 2012? Uh, That's when he started. He started, oh no, he went 10 and 6 in Jacksonville. You know, it will come to me at the end and I'll just yell it out. Um, All right. Oh, Lee, Lee Evans was on that team? Nice. Oh no, not not for very long. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> all right, Mahomes. Well, yeah, uh, but anyways, um, 
You want to talk about this rule? You want to have the worst rule in football? Yeah. Okay. The because I think we I think we I do this, the, I think we do I think this has happened at least I think it's happened like every year for this podcast. I think we've done this every year at some point. Yeah. But the worst rule in sports. Well, the NFL hasn't hurt us yet, Marlo. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna yeah. keep doing it. It's the worst rule in sports, uh, and I would say it's the turning point in the game. But it wasn't because Mahomes going out ended up being the turning yeah. point. But in the moment, in the moment, it felt like well, now the Browns can't yes. win. And if Mahomes was in there, I, I I don't think they would have even – we wouldn't be having the conversation that we just did about – obviously about Jed Henning. We wouldn't have <laughs> talked about him. We still wouldn't even known he was in the league. Um, but the worst rule in sports. So it's before the end of the half. Uh, the Browns are driving uh, to, I guess, be down closer. They're going to receive the second half kick. Uh, hey, uh, Baker Mayfield hits a long pass to Higgins. Higgins dives for the end zone, gets hit in the head by another helmet and fumbles – through fumbles before the end zone through the end zone uh obviously the rule is that therefore since the fumble went forward and into the end zone and out of bounds the defense gets it at the 20 yard line it is an inexplicable rule that i don't even know what the defense for the rule could be it doesn't make any sense it does uh, it doesn't make any sense to penalize the offensive team uh for trying to score a touchdown right because any time, most time this happens, and I'm trying. I think I, I think every time I try to figure out what, yeah, what the defense is. What's the what's the impotence for the rule? What is it trying to defend yeah. against? And I can't think of a good reason, and I, I don't understand it. Um, anywhere else in the field, it's a spot of the fumble. Right. If I fumble the twenty and it goes forward to the twenty-two and out of bounds, the ball's just on the twenty. Why is it any yeah. different? Yeah. It makes no Why sense. Why is it just at the one yard line? So. Yeah, that I agree that if that that would be a it's it would we're gonna be the only podcast talking about it because it would have been a bigger talking point if, if it wasn't for, Mar- <laughs> if, for yeah, Mahomes yeah. coming out. Uh, but it's dumb and it's stupid and I, I really could have changed the momentum of the game uh, at that point in time and you know with the if the events had gone the same with Mahomes getting concussed that would have been huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I don't. I want to say it was a ten point play, but not because after that. Uh, the Chiefs went down and got a field goal, but if they are, if they're down at the one, which it, in our version of the rule they would have been down at the one, they take you know four more seconds off the clock. Who knows if Kansas City gets down and gets a field goal, uh, and that and then and then the Browns are getting the ball back to start the second half. It just completely changes the way the rest of the game is played, and I I just don't understand this rule. It it doesn't make it like any penalty or any rule kind of like fits the crime or whatever, yeah. right? Like, oh, pass interference, spot of the fall. The, the equivalent would be like if, if there's pass interference, you would just assume he would have scored a touchdown and give him a touchdown or something. Like, this is so punitive. It doesn't make any sense for a rule to be punitive instead of fair. No other rule in football is punitive like this. I mean, penalties are punitive, yeah. right? But like penalties, we understand like the reasoning for them and why they do that. You get the spot of the fall because that's where you presume he just would have been ta- in pass interference. That's where he would have been tackled. Fall start, sure, five yards to keep the down holding. Ten, yeah. y- you know, like we kind of understand, and it makes sense why all the other rules are there and how, why they exist, except for <laughs> this one. This is the only one. That doesn't make, oh well this one and there needs to be two seconds for there to be a review for there to be time put back on the clock. That one and this one are the only two rules in sport <laughs> in football. That don't make, if there's a second, just put a second on the clock. What are you talking about? <laughs> so that one and this one. 
It's easy. Fix these two. So dumb. <sighs> okay. So dumb. Let's get it Roger, done. Roger, get out. Get done, Roger. Come on. Get done. Get done. Rules. Just make it this. Just make it the same as every other spot on the field. That's all you have <laughs> to do. It makes no sense. It's different in this specific punitive case. <laughs> I wanted the Browns to win. Yeah. Can you tell? Yeah, I can tell. Um, all right. All right. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Shall we move on to the last the last game of the Let's weekend? Let's move on. Let's move on. I don't even know what the final score ended up being. Uh, um, tw- yeah, twenty thirty. 30, 30 yeah. 20? Yeah. All right. Thirty twenty. Buccaneers move past the Saints, proving that it's hard to beat a team three times Oof, the old in a row. Attitude. I did. So <laughs> that was the talk going into this game and. They were like, no, that's not true. Somebody looked this up. I didn't look at it. I saw it on Twitter, so it must be yep. true, right? And they said the team, the team that won the previous two won the th- – this happened 21 times where they met in the playoffs. The team that won the previous two times was 14 and 7. Hmm. So they were, they were using this to prove, like, look, that's not true because they win – what is that, two-thirds yeah. of the time? Well, they won 100% of the time before. <laughs> like, it's, it's harder to beat them the third time than it was to beat them the other two. I think it disproves the case. But now that is 14 and 8, so it's going back to I, – I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any truth to the, beating the team uh, two or three times. It's just these were two good teams. Saints happened to win the first two. Um, oh, no, I don't have my tweet up now. Oh, no. Stat. No, brutal, brutal. Marlo, talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the game that was billed by the two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, a lot of AARP jokes, a lot of jokes going on. In um, this one, started off slow on the on the yeah. Buccaneers, actually on both sides um, to get going. Or really came in the second half, but obviously the obviously the big takeaway from this game is Breeze. Uh, actually, it's the Bucks takeaways, but Breeze throwing three interceptions. Uh, yeah. in, in total, I think it was five takeaways in total, uh, or four. There was one fumble in there as well. Uh, so that and that was the difference of the game. That was the difference of the game right there. Uh, and that you know, this was a, a pretty tight game, even with those until the end, even with those giveaways, which again making it right making it a little more compelling. But the offense was lackluster, especially in that first half. Yeah, in the first half, here we go. Hall of Famers here got in the first half. Tom Brady was 10 of 21 for 93 yards and a touchdown. Drew Brees of 10, of seven, 10 for 17, 63 yards and an interception. So, yeah, They were combined for about 150 yeah. yards, a touchdown interception. It was really bad offense in the first half. We went into the half somehow. T- well, we went in the half tied at uh, 13 because we had a Jameis Winston That's right, Jameis. James comes in, throws a dart downfield, wide open. But hey, hey, it's a touchdown playoff. They they call him Playoff James for a reason. Yeah, I don't know if you recognize that play, Marlo. <laughs> yeah, I recognize that because that was the exact play. Same that... play, and I think they shouted out. The only difference was somebody, somebody caught it, caught it. Uh, on the other end. Who caught it? T. Smith. I don't even know who that is. All right, Traquan Smith caught yeah. it. There you go. Uh, better than Mims, Wims. Yeah, you know the the issue was he wasn't number eighty three. If he was number eighty three, he would have there dropped it. Um, so <clears throat> at the end of the game, I guess I don't. I don't know. I was going to say Tom Brady. This felt like a Tom Brady managed the game well enough 
while playing bad to win. But you mentioned it, the giveaways, three interceptions by Drew Brees. Yep. That was the difference. Is 21 points on takeaways, right? Well, Jared Cook lost the fumble, and I think he was responsible for one of those interceptions, too. So really did Jared Cook. I just don't like Jared Cook because of his time every day. He was terrible here. So, uh, so in the end, this vaulted playoff game of two future Hall of Famers kind of came down to which one screwed up less, <laughs> which is a really weird spot to be in, it feels like. And like I, I kind of look, I watch. I was watching this game, and I was watching both the quarterbacks struggle, struggle, especially in the first half. And I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, but they're two good defenses, right? But then I'm kind of in the back of my head, and this, uh, you're gonna roll your eyes as because I'm a Packer fan. I'm kind of thinking like, but look what the Packers did to the number one defense. Oh boy. And it's like if you're a good, like, but if you're a Hall of Fame quarterback, if you're a great quarterback, it shouldn't look that bad. It shouldn't look as bad as it did. In I'm gonna. Opinion. We should. I should. You should. You should cut this audio and just. I'll probably use All it right, next week. Fine. Cut no, it out. No, no. I'm not gonna cut put, it out. I'm just gonna put, save it for next week. Oh, you're highlighting, highlighting it for yeah, next week. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So we're. Uh, all right. I think the takeaway from this game is, what do you do with Drew Brees? Well, did we just see Drew Brees last game? I think we saw Drew Brees last game from all counts, from everything I'm hearing. I think. <sighs> With the Saints, I think. I, think. I mean, his cap hits insane next year. They're so far over. They will, if they retain their team, they'll be so far over the cap. I don't have the numbers, but I remember reading an article about it. And he's obviously the biggest portion of that. 19 of 34, 134 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. They had to put Jameis Winston in so they could throw a deep ball. <laughs> Fair. Because, yeah. Ah. I don't I I I don't want to see man, this is weird. I don't want to see the end of Drew Brees' career. It's been a lot of fun watching Drew Brees. It's been a lot of fun watching that offense. Um But if I'm a Saints fan, do I want to run this year back? With this being kind of the best case scenario that you lose in the divisional round, right? I mean, is that what you want to do? Granted the future is murky. <laughs> But you kind of know what you got here, I think. Yeah, I and mean, they if they did, have a chance, I, again, I think Bruce is going to call it a career. But if they had the chance, yeah, you got to you got to cut ties. But I, you know, all the talk of saying he's good with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, like that seems sketchy. I don't know, if, you know, as, as much as yeah. as much as uh, Breeze hasn't looked Breeze esque, you know, he's still a good manager of the game. Uh He's still a good manager yeah. game. Taysom Hill, we saw what happens when he has to run the whole show. And we know what James Winston is. I don't, you know, what whatever you think he's doing in practice, he's going to find a way to throw four interceptions in the game. Um, so <laughs> yeah. that that seems like a weird route to go. So it's going to be interesting, no matter what the, yeah. what the fallout is going to be uh, going leading into the next season. Obviously, we'll keep an eye on it. But I don't know. I think we watched Juby's last game in the NFL. That's my take. He looked like a guy that was yeah, done and, at the end. Yeah, and it seems like their offense is built so much. Getting Kamar in space. Obviously, Michael Thomas missed a lot of the year because of, uh, what do we say, personnel issues as well as a high ankle sprain. He caught zero passes today. Sure. And <laughs> that kind of that kind of seemed like their 
get out of Breeze having to go deep, right? You, Michael Thomas is just able to get open when other wide receivers might not be able to. Kamara's just great in space. And even that was enough to unlock Drew Breeze. I don't know. Uh, I think it's I think it's tough road ahead for the Saints either way. Stick with them or or move on. Um, but that, that obviously will be, I think, one of the most interesting things. Him and uh, Big Ben, mm-hmm. right? Looking forward, uh, what their what their futures or end of careers look like will be kind of interesting off season things to follow. That was it. That was the visual weekend, Marlo. Weekend. You know, so yeah, visual weekend. We looking ahead next week. We're looking ahead. Championship weekend. Uh early game, Bucks versus Packers. Buccaneers um, be, I don't know if for the first the first in my lifetime to play a home Super Bowl game. Uh is it at Raymond yeah, James? In Tampa. That's what you're that's what you're going with? That's yeah, your take. That's my take. Tom Brady. Tom okay. Brady's going back Super Bowl, playing a home game. Yeah. And he's the reason the Patriots had a dynasty. It's all of the storylines coming together. I just wrote week one. That sucks. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Um, <clears throat> it's certainly on the table. It's certainly on the table. Um, I So it's going to be cold. Tom Brady's going to be 43 years old in the cold. Uh, Packers pass rush had their best pass rush last week. Rashawn Gary might be growing into his own. I think the key to this game is going to be getting pressure on Tom Brady. If we can get him off his mark, if we can get, if we can hit him and make him feel the cold, uh, I think that will be there. Obviously, this is a rematch of a game where the Packers got whomped in. I think it was week five. Um, on the Packers' first real road game of the season, uh, where there were fans, again, I think that matters. Um, I remember at the time, just kind of my, I, it was a throw throughout the tape game, um, just because I, I guess I didn't want to deal with it. But I also thought it was just such a weird and fluky game. Uh, but the Buccaneers did beat the crap out of the Packers down in Tampa Bay. Uh, Packers get the rematch up in Lambeau Field. Packers open up as a three point five point favorite. Um, so, uh, you know, you take the home field in a little bit favored, uh, against the Buccaneers. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm already getting nervous just thinking about it, but I, I like our chances. I like the way our offense is playing. Uh, and like I said, if, you know, Tom Brady looked okay-ish today, I think he's going to have to be better than okay-ish next week. Yeah. I'm expecting a high scoring affair, uh, all around. Between these two, I think mostly because it's going to have to be on Brady's side to be able to keep up with with the Packers' offense. I went back and forth in this game um, if I wanted the Saints or the Bucks to win, uh, and essentially just ended up being whoever was losing. I wanted to win because <laughs> they looked they looked worse. But I oh, by the end it know. was clear. <laughs> if it, it, you know, it's not good. It's not, I do this a lot. It happened in the, the uh, in the uh, football championship game and say football championship <laughs> game as well. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, uh, so because at the end I'm like, oh god, I I just rather play Drew Brees than Tom Brady because Tom Brady at least looks a little a little bit competent. Uh, Drew Brees did not at the end of the game. Uh, so I'm obviously I'm feeling great that we have a, a home game in Lambeau Field. Uh, really excited, really nervous as well. Um, but yeah. On to, on to next week. The other matchup, 
uh, is the one and two in the AFC. Bills and Chiefs. I saw the Chiefs opened up as a one-point spread. I think that's moved since I wrote that down. Uh, and the over's also gone up. I think the assumption is that Mahomes will end up playing. But still, nonetheless, a close spread. Yeah, I think I think you should put your money down on this one. I think Chiefs are going to win this one big. Um, I yeah. think Mahomes is going to come out. You know, they're going to be at home. They're going to come out slinging. I think they put this one to bed by the third quarter. Um, and fourth is just celebration. Might be some more Chad Henney time. Chad Henney time. That's, I mean, it's a gift to the nation, really. Um, <laughs> the only way I can see the Bills, if the Bills' defense becomes the Bills' defense of last year, then maybe there's a chance, but... I don't know. I, I I've just seen so much of Mahomes putting the game away when he has to that I'm not gonna pick against that until until it happens. Um, and I, I presume he's gonna play. You know, the, there was the strength of the concussion protocol today as it happened, but I don't know that the strength of that protocol will carry on into mm-hmm. into the AFC Championship game. Um, but I'll be rooting for the Bills. I'll tell you that. I'll be rooting for the Bills. All right. So we got a Bucks Chief Super Bowl. Ugliest color combination possible. <laughs> Ugliest combination possible. Um have a real there's not really in this in these four, there's really not a good color combination. Well, the Packers against anybody's a beautiful combination. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> if the Packers are in green, if they're in the green, at least that's a normal color. <laughs> As opposed to these other teams who have ridiculous colors. Okay. That's, that's a good take, Marlo. <laughs> it's the only the Packers have the only primary oh, color normal oh. jersey. <laughs> All right, sure. They're talking. There was a tweet that was like ugliest color combination matchup. Uh, the Packers are not any of the options. Just for your information, um, oh. but it was only of the only of the teams mm-hmm. left. But I think the ugliest one possible is Browns Vikings. Oh yeah, that's not yeah, that wouldn't be good. That would no. be bad. Other one is if somehow Seattle wore their neon. <laughs> <laughs> like they did that in the Super Bowl. They moved the Super Bowl to a Thursday so they could wear <laughs> color rush. Their neon their color rush. Cause that purple against the brown helmets would be, or the Browns helmets would be so bad. Oh my god! And then the Vikings are in a Super Bowl, and that's just tough. All right, other NFL stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if you have uh, fellow fans if you have a worse combination, than color combination than that, because um, that was the worst one I, I thought of. All right, co- uh, elsewhere in the NFL, we have a coaching carousel. It's moving, Marlo. Yeah. We have. Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. We kind of previewed this. Rumors were out there last week. It actually happened, which, again, I'm still a little bit surprised by. What do you think of it? Uh, I think they didn't take your advice. Um, they did not take yeah. your advice. He's going back to Florida and to Jacksonville and did. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I had this take, too. Uh, but, with yeah, with this, Jacksonville has the... Has the number one pick, obviously. Yep. And you have um, Trevor Lawrence out there, right? This is the presumable number one yep. pick. Presumable yep. number one pick with Trevor Lawrence. But did, with this pick, did your boy just become the number one pick? 
Graham Mertz is still in school. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Justin, the Justin Fields just become the number one pick. Justin Fields? I mean, that would be something. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Urban Meyer was gone before Justin Fields got there, though. Sure. So I don't think he's an Urban Meyer he was, guy, he but was, he's still an Ohio he State was guy. Gone. Come on now. <laughs> as much no, didn't he? Didn't he get promoted to like he was like a professor of something? Yeah, he yeah for he a little was a professor bit professor for a little bit. But I mean, if you ever listen to this guy talk on Fox or whatever, that guy's I liked him on. I liked no, I know him on Fox. I, he's good, but you could tell like he's still in that program. He he knows. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I think he coached like a leadership course yeah. or something, or or, or was, was like a professor for a leadership course. It was something course, silly. Like, okay. Yeah, not really promotion though. He didn't do the John Elway, <laughs> but uh, I I still I, I when it came when the rumors were out there when the news broke I just looked at it and I said this just doesn't make I don't I don't get it. Look, he's a good coach. He was really good, successful in college. Maybe he will be in the NFL, but it seems like such a risk with his health issues, which with the whole college to – and it's not like college to NFL where they're like a young startup. He's like a legitimate 17-year – I think it was 17 years in college football. That's what he's done. It wasn't like – he was an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Then he went to college. He ran a program. Now he's a head coach in the NFL. He's just been a college guy. Now he's going to coach in the pros. I don't know. I, uh, it could work if he gets one of the two quarterbacks and they're really good and he coaches them up. I mean, that's what you need in the NFL, right? And then maybe they'll be successful. I, I just don't like it. And with his health issues, I mean, that's a real thing. That's a real, it seemed like a real stress-induced thing that's probably going to come yeah. back. Yeah, NFL coaches are much less stressful, much less stressful than uh, the college. <sighs> I don't know. I don't, we'll see. Uh, other news, um, Salah to the Jets. Thoughts? I don't know. Way to go, way to go Jets. What are they going to do at quarterback? That's all that matters. I was thinking about this. Yeah. What are you going to do at quarterback? That's a good point. Um, I was thinking about this, and I was like, so he's the 49ers defense coordinator. He's been uh, linked to a lot of jobs, and I was kind of like, why do you take this job? But I guess there's only 32 of them, right? So you take the one you're offered. Um, so I don't know why I was like critical of him for taking it, but it seems like it's going to be a tough job. There's a, there is a lack of talent, although they went on a run at the end of the year, Marlon. I don't know if you noticed that. They screwed themselves out of Trevor Lawrence. Um, maybe you can get Justin Fields. Um, but I think I don't. I think I think he's going to be a coach. I just don't know if I would want my first run on the Jets. Yeah. They're so dysfunctional. It happened for so long. I don't know. Uh, last one. Titans OC Arthur Smith is his name. He's to Atlanta. I think uh, Arthur Blank just said his <laughs> name's Arthur. My name's Arthur. Let's hire him. Sounds like a plan. Uh, but apparently a hot name. Uh, interviewed for five of the seven um, head coaching vacancies. So he's the Titans OC, as I mentioned. You seemed a little bit more high on he, what he's done for the Titans offense than I have. Well, I, I am, yeah. I guess. He, he made Tannehill look like a – he made he made Tannehill look good. The last two seasons. Yeah, you got Tannehill a yeah, big contract. A huge contract. That that alone should get you a head coaching job. Also, you also know that you're I now handcuffed and you can't stay there because – Tanner Hills are quarterback, so, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's it. That that's it. That's how the NFL works. You, you know, 
I mean, it's how Adam Gase got his freaking job by making Jay Cutler look good for a season. Um, well, I'm Peyton Manning. Sure. Okay. Uh, if you heard him. But um, okay. But yeah, here we are. He's in the commercial. He's in the commercials. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like the Titans' offense works because Derrick Henry is so good, and AJ Brown is so good. Um, more so than Ryan Tannehill or or whatever their their scheme is. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm you know. Splitting hairs, I guess, uh, and, and maybe he does. He does deserve more credit than than I than I think he does. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, and I, I don't. Know, I just think I, it's so tough to. I look at all these positions uh, with the Jets, Jacksonville. Uh, we I guess we didn't talk much about the position he's going into in Atlanta, and I'm just like, I don't know what you do. <laughs> like when you go to the Jets, it's like I don't even know where to start <laughs> with Atlanta. It's like, do I stick with Matt Ryan? Am I trying to run this back again, or do, am I trying to like transition into something? Like it seems they seem so challenging and like almost overwhelming to uh, to take on. Well, so why they get to pay the big bucks, Casey? No, yeah. That's why we're not. Doing it. We got breaking news. Oh, charge! Chargers hire Rams defensive coordinator. Brandon Staley is their next head coach. Wow. So there you go. A lot of defensive coordinator runs. We're trying to swing it back. Trying to swing it back. Yeah. The, the NFL is trying to course correct itself right now. All right. Well, if Aaron Donald doesn't come with that, I don't know how I feel about that <laughs> hire. Um, I heard that the Bills offensive coordinator was heavily linked to this. I'm, uh, I thought that's why they hadn't hired anybody yet because they are waiting for the Bills to lose in the playoffs to hire their offensive coordinator. I guess you're just going – you're doing the McVay coaching yeah, tree thing. Yeah, beer. We're, we're still doing yeah. that. I guess this is on the defensive side, but it's still kind of McVay coaching tree thing. Um, good breaking news, Marlo. That was impressive. <laughs> All right. Anything else in the coaching carousel? NFL. I'm surprised they went defense. Yeah. I'm surprised they went defense because of yeah, Herbert. Agreed. And he seems like he can be really good. That said, I mean, maybe uh, Brandon Staley will bring in a good bring in a good OC and and still foster that. But I just feel like if I was the Chargers, I would want an offensive minded person at the helm. Because of of Herbert, but maybe that doesn't matter. I mean, Bill Belichick is defensive minded, and he had Tom Brady, so I don't know. Um, Mike McCarthy is nothing minded, and he had Aaron Rodgers. So, can I tell you how much I flipped on Mike McCarthy? That's a different. Line, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for the oh, NFL. Man. Holy moly, that was a lot, but that was a lot of fun. Um, We'll do it one, uh, two more weekends. Not the end, Marlo. It's not the end. We're not looking forward to the end. All right, let's move on to our Wisconsin Badgers. Let's start on the hardwood as we do this time of year in basketball. A sal. I'm going to say a salvaged week. Still ugly. No matter how you slouch it, could have been. It could have been a disaster. Could have been a disaster, (laughs) but it was just ugly. It was just ugly. A big L. So we're going to talk about these games. I I think kind of in in, 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 in parallel. At yeah. the same time, to to kind of save some time. I Maybe mean, it won't save time, but whatever. Um, mainly, I just want to talk about Michigan by itself. 
So we go we go to Ann Arbor, get blown out by Michigan, seventy seven fifty four, and honestly it probably wasn't even that close. Um I guess the, the way to describe this game is uh Michigan on either side of halftime went on a thirty eight to three run. That's not good. Is that good? Okay, that's, not good. that's what I thought. That's I just second. was confirming. All right. So after we got blown out by Michigan, 77-254, we stayed on the road heading to Rutgers, winning 60-54. I would say that's slightly closer than the game felt, but whatever. It, point, not, point worth making, even though I made the point. All right. So uh, let's talk about these games kind of in combination, juxtaposition. Things that were the that's same. That's a good word, by the way. Thanks. I'm very <laughs> proud of it. Uh, I didn't spell right the first time I had to use autocorrect. Uh, <laughs> same thing, offensive lapses. In both games, we went through stretches where not it wasn't as bad in the Rutgers game, kind of because of our defense, but we continued. This was the thing I thought was going to be different this year. I thought we were going to avoid these offensive lapses. Part of it is our pace, right? Part of it is the pace. It's like, oh, you go four minutes without scoring. Well, that's really because you have like four possessions or five possessions. But in the Michigan game, Michigan flew down, made baskets, and we just weren't converting on our end. In the Rutgers game, they we were also able to slow them down, so it wasn't as bad. But we continue to have these lapses where we just... I was going to talk about flow of the offense, but it just seems like our offense is out of flow, and we're not getting to our shots, and we're just kind of wasting time. And then we end up with a poor shot. That was happened in both games. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's happened. I think we talked a little. Or I questioned this a little last time. Of what's going on? I think we started the season well with that with our fleet flow and offense, uh, having senior led team knowing what to do in this guard guard system in the flow of the offense and free flowing around. And I don't know if they just got bored with that. I don't know if it's the defense forcing any other things, but it just seems like you said, just stagnant. People are not knowing where to move after they move, moving without the ball, getting late in the shot clocks and throwing up a shitty shot, right? Um, yeah. And that's that's where we're at. That's where we're, I mean, obviously big time in Michigan. And like you said, with teams like a Michigan and you do that, it starts to extrapolate on top of itself because they are going to run down yeah. the score. Um, the Rutgers, we were able to kind of slow it down the defensive end um, yeah. with, the, with that that same sort of offensive mentality that kept us in the game and ultimately towards the end pulled away. Yeah, and I, I think your comment of settling for bad shots leads to kind of my next point is our three-point shooting um, has been really bad in these last two games. I can't get the stats up because my internet is frozen. What's happening? Are you still there? Okay. Um, our three-point shooting has been poor. It's been under 30%, and a lot of those just seem like there are three-pointers taken out of the flow of the offense, often late shot clock where we're just jacking something up. Uh, as opposed to getting like open looks, like Brad Davison in the Rutgers game, he's getting shots kind of in motion, in flow of the offense early in the shot clock. That feels good. What doesn't feel good is when he's, you know, dribbling the ball late and then just jack something up because the clock's running out. Uh, it's, both games, this happened. And then uh, I guess on the positive side, the same thing in the past two games. Demetrius Trice has been great. Yes, he's been awesome. He had. Uh, he led the Badgers with 20 points uh, in the Michigan game, 7 for 13. Uh, he really was the only thing working 
for Wisconsin in that Michigan game. And then the Rutgers game, I think he finished with 12 points. Uh, so fewer points, but he came up big when it mattered. I think he had uh, nine of those 12 points over the final seven minutes of the game. Uh, so when we need a bucket, when we need somebody to commit, now he's there. It felt like in the Michigan game, game we relied on him a bit too much, and we looked at him, and he or nobody else stepped up to do anything. <laughs> so Trice was forcing some stuff in the Michigan game. In the Michigan game, we ended up shooting 32% from three. In the Rutgers game, we were at 24%. So, wow. Um, but Trice has been, has been great. Uh, throughout the season, and really the only consistent player. And that's been, I think, another frustration for me is as we talk about the senior-led team, you kind of you think you know what you're yeah. getting, right? And that's what we thought was going to happen throughout the year, but that hasn't been the case outside of Dimitri Trice. So those are the same. The differences, uh, you mentioned already the defense. Mm-hmm. We went on that slump, but in Rutgers, we were able to control the pace, make them take tough shots. They shot 11% from three. All those were bad and contested shots, whereas Michigan, they were wide open shots. Michigan ended up shooting uh, 56% from three, nine for 16. Uh, And a lot of those were just wide open. It was in the flow of their offense. Our defense didn't rotate or... um, the defense wasn't even there in time, and they were wide open in the Rutgers game. Rutgers game, we were much better about that. Other difference, the Rutgers game, mercifully, somebody other than Demetri Trice showed up to play. Uh, Davison had, uh, again, his little scoring flourish. It seems like he like will take a four-minute span where he decides to score yeah. baskets. <laughs> and he did that. And then Aleem Ford was, I think, the – this was again, this is what makes Aleem Ford so frustrating because he can do this. <laughs> He can do this game. He can go, I guess he went 5 for 12. It didn't feel that bad. He was 0 for 3 from 3. He took some bad threes in the first half. But in the second half, he attacked the basket, got to the foul line, ended up shooting five free throws, finished with 14 points. When he's aggressive, Aleem Ford, he's a completely different player, and we our offense is completely different. But he's just not, he's not always aggressive, Aleem Ford, and that's what's so frustrating. Yeah. Or in the Michigan game, he's too aggressively forward and goes into a double team and throws up a terrible shot and gets blocked. Yeah, but whatever, the, it's the avid flows of lean like, forward. That's lean forward. You don't know. So he's he's the he's like the Wisconsin in the nutshell, right? He could be great, and then he could be bad. You just don't know what you're going to get. He doesn't know what he's going to get because we'll go he'll go off and you know shoot those those four threes in a row and make three. But he's still going to bad night going to shoot those four threes in a row and not make them right. So yeah, um, yeah, you got to got to go roll with that. You got to roll with the punches with them. I'm looking at the Michigan selling us up. It yeah. makes me upset. All right, on to yeah. next week, Marlo. Uh, again, I I will say a salvageable week could have been disastrous. Next week. We are hosting two games, so we're back at the Kohl Center. On Wednesday, we are hosting Northwestern. Feels like we're catching them at the right time. They were hot early, kind of came down to earth, lost their last few. Uh, feels like an okay time to catch them. On the other hand, on Saturday, we'll be hosting Ohio State, who is hot, 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 and uh, looking pretty good. Good. Got that Saturday afternoon window uh, on CBS. So... Gonna yeah, gonna be a big one. Ohio State uh, winning their last three. Most recently, 
at Illinois. That's big a big one. one. That's big a big one. one. All right, exciting. All right, um, other college basketball. This thing doesn't make any sense. So after Michigan kicks the crap out of us, yeah, they go ahead and lose to Minnesota. Big Minnesota kicks the crap out of Michigan. That in itself doesn't make sense. But these are the type of things that happen where it makes me question, like everyone's talking about how good the Big Ten is. Is the Big Ten really that good? Or are we just like kind of all mediocre? I think we're all pretty good. We're all pretty good. I don't think anybody's great. I don't know that there's great teams in college, but outside of Gonzaga, and I'm like 75% sure that they're a great team. I don't know. I think Baylor plays Kansas this week. I think we'll find out a little bit about both those teams um, in that game. It just doesn't. This year doesn't feel like there's any great team. Like that's why Wisconsin was ranked the top. <laughs> no, nobody's exciting. Nobody's great. It's like, hey, shit. These guys are all back. They're probably going to be pretty good. Let's put them in the yeah. top ten. Uh, we're we're probably top fifteen team. I would say between nine and fifteen feels okay. about right uh, to me. I, uh, okay, I'm gonna say nine and twelve uh, if I have to break it down. Uh, but that feels about right. But like the being six. Probably not. And like this Michigan team, they go on this run, they beat the shit out of Wisconsin, and it's like, oh, all of a sudden they're a top five team. Well, not so fast, as Lee Corso would say. Um, losing to Minnesota. Minnesota's I don't know. I I'm back on I'm back on home court advantage. I was off home oh, court advantage, now, now I'm back on it. I'm back on it. Um with this Minnesota's like eleven and zero or twelve and zero or something at home. Uh that seems like too many home games. Probably because that court looks stupider with no people in it. That's raised like that. Like even more. It looks more yeah. elevated. <sighs> Their court is stupid. Um, but this this does make no sense. Granted, all Minnesota I've seen has been us beating the crap out of them. So I don't know how they've done in their in their in their other games. They they are, they're ranked. They're nine and two, but it just doesn't feel. Oh, they beat. Oh yeah, they crushed Michigan State at home. I remember that. No, they're not nine and two. They're eleven and four. What the hell? It was nine and two. Whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, this game I think it's just this is one of those things where I would argue it proves the depth of the Big Ten, whereas people outside the Big Ten would prove this happens a lot in football, it feels like. Anytime the SEC, a top team in the SEC loses to like Mississippi, they're like, Oh shit, look how deep the SEC is. But then if Ohio State loses Purdue, they're like, Oh shit, the Big Ten sucks because Ohio State lost to Purdue. Feels like one of those one of those games, and I will going to err on the side of the Big Ten just has depth. But I don't think there's a great team. I don't think there's a great team in college basketball. This is where I'm going to round out my point. All right. Outside of Gonzaga, because I think Gonzaga is a great team. All right. Well, that's basketball. Uh, that's that's basketball. basketball. We got a little football news. A little football news. Yeah, we got Caesar Williams, quarterback, coming back. Really exciting news for the defense. Defense is getting a lot of help back. Not on the defensive line, but on the second and third level, we're getting some people coming back. That's really exciting. I did. I didn't even. I did not expect this. I thought in my mind he Caesar Williams was gone. So I was excited that he's coming back. Who's not coming back? Garrett Groshek is not coming back for his fifteenth year or whatever it would have been. Um, so he will not be back. So Jalen Burger Show. I'm all for it. All right. Well, Groshek, Groshek right. going on. Sell insurance. Good luck. 
In hindsight, we should have seen him getting his yeah, hair, his, his haircut, cutting off his mullet as a sign. Interview. Um, right for that. Yeah. So, important. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck, Groshik. Move on. <laughs> Hockey, Casey. Hockey. Yeah. Hockey season's in. It's better than the fact that I've been ignoring it <laughs> for a bit, but. Uh, we had a sweep of a weekend on both the men's and women's side. Uh, it was really weird. The men, uh, men's game on Friday was postponed due to health concerns, but they played Saturday, right. Sunday. Totally. So I guess those con- concerns were alleviated, but it was weird for it to be just delayed a day. Uh, in but the game is... It'll be fine tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fine tomorrow. Uh, they... Uh, played Arizona State, winning 4-0 and 5-2, and it's still weird that Arizona State has a hockey Agreed. team. How do they have ice out there? I don't even understand. I don't know. It's probably indoors, though. Um, <laughs> next weekend, uh, <laughs> the men pl- uh, go to Penn State to play nice. at Penn State. Uh, the women, with a big matchup, this is, I mean, this is the matchup for in uh, the women's game right now. Uh, Wisconsin-Minnesota, Minnesota. Uh, Going into this game, Minnesota is ranked number one. They will not be after this weekend. Uh, Wisconsin beat the crap out of them. 5-0-6-3. Just putting a beat down on Minnesota. And it's just... It feels good to beat Minnesota in hockey. It just really does. It feels good to beat Minnesota in anything. They really care about hockey. I, I would say football's yep. number one. Because it means the most to me. I would say hockey's number two. Then basketball. What else do we play? That I guess I'll put I'll put wrestling yeah. next because that feels like a track, weird thing. Minnesota fall onto that. Oh, Minnesota. Doesn't uh, have who doesn't have track? Oh, Minnesota doesn't have track anymore. Shoot. Volleyball. Volleyball. next. Volleyball's next. Softball Ooh, after that. Soccer. Soccer. How is soccer so low? After. Okay, soccer's <laughs> ahead of softball, <laughs> but after volleyball. Then we'll put in. Then we'll put in softball All after right. that. So softballs, softballs seventh. All right. In there tennis, we go. Definitive, the definitive then ranking. Then mm, golf, tennis, then swimming. No, I'm putting golf Ooh. above. Okay. Okay. That's a hot take, but okay. Then tennis. Then All swimming. Right. Swim meets are so long, Marlo. <laughs> they take forever. <laughs> Ever been to a swim meet? Thought about going to a swim meet? The only time, no, no? The only time I see on the Olympics when they turn to that swimming event. Oh, the Olympics are great because it's yeah. like boom, boom, here we go, yeah. race, race, yeah. race, race. But when you're there, holy Never Christ! Thanks, oh man. man. Um. All right. Speaking of other sports, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's volleyball on that list. I already forgot. I think they were fifth. Uh, Volleyball starts this weekend. We finally have uh, volleyball back. Wisconsin will be hosting number 13 Purdue Friday and Saturday. So uh, I'm excited to follow along. Uh, Another another better sport. Yeah, I mean, and they're going to be taking the spotlight. Well, I guess basketball is going to be going on. But, hey, um, football will be done. And we'll have have another better team to cheer on. So you might see some more volleyball segments coming this way in the podcast. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, all right. Uh, other college, we, I guess we got to talk about it. It happened. Uh, we previewed it last week. NCAA uh, football championship. Alabama beats the crap out of Ohio State. We kind of called it. called it. 52-24 was oh, the final. Oh. I, 
This was hilarious to me. Was this as hilarious to you as it was to me? I thought. Hilarious. I th- thought maybe you lost a chance, but I think like, um, I think the funny part was even in this game, Alabama was losing players, but still kicking the crap out of Ohio State. Um, and you know, of all the. All everything, all the things that Ohio State had to go through to get to this point, yada yada yada. Only playing, only like changing the rules here and there, get playing, and then this to be the end of it. I just thought was just a perfect end to their season. I can see how you got there. I don't know if I was this. I referenced earlier. Uh, I was cheering for whoever was losing in this yeah. game, and if. Even when Ohio State scored, I kind of wanted Alabama to score again because Ohio State got closer. I just this is a frustrating game to watch for me because I didn't want either of these two teams to win. But at the end of the day, one of these two teams had to win, and it was kind. It was really cool to this point. I think has been made to see excellence, to see how freaking good Alabama was, and. We kind of saw them at like seventy five percent against Notre Dame, and obviously we saw them in the. Um, SEC championship game, and I don't, I didn't see them too much against other SEC teams because it it's not a whole lot of fun to watch them beat the shit out of like Ole Miss. I think this is yes, call it Ole Miss. Call it. <laughs> They're my random like not Alabama SEC school. Um, that's not so fun to watch, but like to see them do this to Ohio State, who's I don't think their defense was great. Ohio State's. Um, that's not why they beat Clemson. They beat Clemson because their offense was fantastic. Um, but to see what Devonta Smith did, and I still am upset that he won the Heisman and uh, Jonathan Taylor never did. I will never not be upset about that, even though they're completely unrelated things. Um, he was unbelievable. He set championship game records in the first half. And what was really disappointing was that he got hurt and he would have, I mean, exploded the record yeah. book. He could have had 300 yards receiving yeah. in like three or four touchdowns if he stayed in. He was unbelievable and so much better. He was so great in this game, and it's so fun to see great players rise in the great games or in the, the, yeah. the most important games. So that was cool um, to see him do that. Najee Harris is unbelievable, and the plays he makes, the way he can – cut the way he can maintain his balance is unbelievable and just these guys are running out there Jalen Waddle's running out there he is limping around out there and still getting open this offense was unbelievable it was so fun to watch um in one of the greatest college teams that we've ever seen I think you have to say that uh the fun argument I think is this versus LSU team of last yeah. year and my god what I would pay to see that i mean not too much maybe like maybe like 50 dollars if it's pay-per-view i would invite some people (laughs) over we would split it and we can watch that game 50 dollars i'd get people over charge them each 20 to watch and yeah maybe provide a really poor a really poor spread (laughs) that obviously doesn't add up to the total that everybody contributed to and they're and they're going to bring their own beer. So yeah, BYOB, come on, guys. I make out like I make out like a band. Yep. Let's make this happen. Let's yeah. Um, I guess my last thing is I'm still not sure how good Mac Jones still is. Still not sold because like he like if you're sitting the there quarterback of the if Bears. the end of the first 
if you're sitting there at the end of the first round, early second round, that's where he's projected to go. If you get, if you draft him in the second round, I don't know. So, okay, I guess that would be the. You're not taking him in, as in the first round, right? Probably not. So he's there in the middle of the second round. I just. He, he makes the right decisions in the sense that he's throwing to the wide open person. <laughs> but that person is wide open. <laughs> I I don't know. He I don't know. I, I that's my that was my takeaway in this game is everybody else around him is so good. I cannot gauge how good he is. So weird. Um I don't know. I, I, I don't really. That, that was the end of my take. Do you think he, the Bears are going to draft him? That'd be funny. Uh, I've heard some things, yeah. That's. That might happen. It's possible. It's definitely possible. Which I like how you're hearing all these <laughs> things. You sound like you're very plugged super, in, Marlo. It's very exciting. Uh, yeah, super plugged in. I don't know if they will. In the first round, what is your pick? What pick do you have? Um, you made the playoffs. You have to have, like pick 20 exactly. or something. So, are you going to draft Mac Jones at pick 20? I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. It's You know, they got a course correct. Course correct. This is a course correct draft for the Brads. And we'll, I mean, we'll get it. He's going to look just like Mitch Trubisky I, in the uniform. <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree with that either. Um, but, you know, we'll talk about his draft if draft season starts coming. But is Mac Jones good? All right. Well, I think, pff, yeah, watch I out for that podcast. I think he's going to be one of those guys. <laughs> He'll get, he's going to get jumped by, like, some quarterback we don't know, who plays some conference we don't know um, during the process. But he will be that guy that's like, Oh, uh, look at the tape. He's a look at the tape guy, right? Yeah. It's just him finding wide open guys. I don't know. He makes good throws, yeah. but I don't know. That's why it's so tough grading the, I, I think, judging these quarterbacks. I mean, you can see Justin Fields and see what he does. Uh, that kind of stands out. Even Justin Fields a little bit. But, like, when you get on Alabama or, you, you know, you think of, like, like Dwayne Haskins coming out. Like, he, he looked really good because he had so much talent around him. Well, and then he tried to, tried say, to translate trying to the say NFL. Haskins isn't good? I'm trying to say I think he has a troubled <laughs> NFL future. <laughs> Maybe he'll be on the Bears. Possibly. Possibly. Got to shake things up. All right. Anything else from the championship game? I think I think, I think. think when they the Bears said they were keeping everybody, uh, they said everything is an option at quarterback. So that includes... Me, you, Mac Jones, and Dwayne Hoskins. Dwayne Haskins. We're all available. Try to beat him out. I wonder. How, yeah. All right. Any, anything else I from mean, the game? Just give me. Just give me an open camp. I don't. I've never played quarterback <laughs> in my life. Like even. In, I think I've played it like once or twice in like pickup games. <laughs> all time QB. But, may, but not the all time QB. No, I wanted to be wide receiver. I wanted to be Jerry Rice. So I was always trying to be wide receiver. I couldn't really catch well, but I just, that's what I was trying to do. I couldn't catch one. I wasn't fast. I wasn't yeah, long for football. Tough. That's tough. There's a tough, it's a t- it's a tough, tough spot, spot to be as a wide receiver. <laughs> I just needed to be an insane person like uh, like Cole Beasley or Wes Welker or something. Just go across the middle and just get destroyed, but still catch them all. I guess I said I couldn't <laughs> catch them. So, so that's, yes. that's not so let's throw and get right. destroyed. That'll help. That's it. That's it. On the, that's it for me on the. That NCAA. is it. Uh, championship. Uh, I, I guess Nick Saban, what is seventh most all time now? The best college coach. It's just boring now. Yeah, sure, he's the best coach. I don't think it was in question. It's just at this point. I didn't think it was a question. At, at this, this point, just when is he going to stop? You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. When is he going to stop? Is he going to stop before he gets to, or is he be pushed out? Well, 
So I think um, Big Cat had this take, uh, but for ninety five percent of college football fans, the fact that the same teams keep beating the college football playoff doesn't really change anything. Like for Wisconsin, if Alabama wins every year, it doesn't really change Wisconsin's. It, okay. From where I sit, I know you and other Badger fans have different mm-hmm. expectations, but like our goal, we're probably not going to win the state championship. So if Alabama wins it, Clemson wins it, Ohio State or Oklahoma or whatever, the same six teams who are in the college football playoff, it doesn't really change how I interact with Badger's college football. Okay. And the Badgers are that, I guess, Badgers might be a poor example because we're the next group, right? We're that group who wants to break into that top yeah. six, yeah. top eight. But we're, so if you include the bad, that next, let's include that next level, right? Now we're at 20 teams out of all of the teams, right? So it doesn't change. Like, I don't, I don't think I, I, don't, I was going to make a, I was going to expand on the point and now yeah, I'm, I'm lost in it. So never well, mind. Uh, think about that, Casey. We'll get back to it next week. All right. Thanks, <laughs> All right, but something you can't get to right now that everybody's been waiting for is everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. I've just I've just not been in this segment, Marla, because Liverpool's been pretty bad. Um, another draw. This was a huge matchup. It's Liverpool, uh, Manchester United. It's the, uh, the two strongest, most passionate fan bases in the EPL, um, and. Little than that, they were sitting atop the Premier League, uh, and it was at Anfield, but without fans, so it's that sucks. Um, and it ends in a zero-zero draw, which sucks. Uh, Liverpool had the better of the possession; United had the better of the chances. Um, neither team wanted to lose this game, and it was played that way. And Liverpool is they—they feel like they're stuck in neutral, and they just. They don't have the fire from last year or the that kind of got them to be the unbelievable team that they were last year. Um, they're obviously missing uh, their defensive center backs to injury. Um, that's huge. It just it it seems like a team that's stuck in neutral, waiting to click, and they just keep turning it over, and it's not clicking. Uh, hopefully, they can. And real really, not a title chase for about halfway through the season. Uh, they are. I think it was one point back of United. Um, Are they two points back of United, one point back of uh, City, who has a game in hand? So the title race is wide open now. Um, Liverpool sputtered. United has been sputtering. City's coming back. Chelsea's in in the mix, I think. Uh, Tottenham's in the mix. Leicester's in the mix. It's it's wide open. It's it's as wide open as I feel like it's been in in a long time where you normally have City kind of pulling away or Liverpool pulling away. Nobody's pulling away right now, so it should make, I guess, for an entertaining second half of the season, but it's just, from a Liverpool fan standpoint, it's just been really frustrating the past couple past couple weeks. Um, so that's the Premier League. Uh, other strange news, uh, Messi got a red card today. Um, at the end of the game, his first red card for Barcelona. The disrespect, Marlo, is unbelievable. How dare how dare they give Messi a red card? That's, That's it. all I got. That's it. Okay. That's it for the quarter kick. Uh we'll move on here. We're going to throw-ins. Start off. Yeah. We've really we've essentially relegated the NBA to throw-ins. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. For the most part. 
Uh, big throw in Harden trade. Harden was traded from Houston yeah. to the Brooklyn Nets. I hear there's more strip clubs in New York. I mean, per capita or just, just number. number? Just number. If you think just Harden number, cares about okay. per capita. I guess, it, I, I guess it doesn't matter if you're just one person. <laughs> yeah. You can go to all of them if you want. doesn't matter if there's how many other people are in them. Um, yeah, uh, possibly a league-altering trade, but at the same time, it's so clouded in doubt, it doesn't feel like it yet. Like, you have the Kyrie mystery. You have the Harden not being in shape slash Kenny Jell after getting whatever he wanted for whatever seven seasons or whatever it was in, in Houston, uh, you have the there's only one ball with three. I mean, at the end of the day, they have three of the top, I don't know, 25, 30 players, two of the top 10. They can't play defense. <laughs> um, who's going to guard Giannis? A lot of questions. We'll see how it works out. I like the trade for Houston. I think they got a lot back for what was probably otherwise available. Because I don't think that Philadelphia was going to give up Ben Simmons. And if they're not giving up Ben Simmons, like realistically, what else are you getting? Yeah. So I thought their haul was pretty good. They got a billion draft picks, um, which may or may not, depending on how good the Nets are, may or may not be valuable. I don't know. It it seems really risky. It seems like the Nets are doing this again. Um, obviously, they did it with. A, I mean, this one's a much better trade than the KG Paul yes. Pierce trade. Much better. It sucks for the Bucks because maybe this makes uh, the Nets better and therefore more f- more formidable opponent in the East. At the same time, it makes them way thinner as far as depth goes. Not thinner because of Harden, because that's not... <laughs> well, he's him and KD. They, not, they even out. They even yeah. out. That's a good point. Um, weight distribution is important in uh, in a team. But they're much thinner. I mean, if, if the, they just... They're going to rely a lot on these three guys. And maybe that's good enough in the playoffs. We'll see. But if one thing goes wrong... There's not much, there's not not much there left. So, what do you think of the train? No, I think it'll be interesting. Obviously, it's funny that Harden and Durant are back together. Um, but I don't know. I just don't know. Like anyone with Kyrie, Harden, and Durant, I just don't see it. I don't personally see it gelling the way people want to. Are they good players? Absolutely. Um, are they going to gel to make a nice cohesive team? I don't see it. So if you know if they can if the if the Nets can make it happen, more power too. I just don't I don't see it in Houston. I mean, he had to get out of Houston. He wasn't gonna. He obviously wasn't gonna play there. He was just there. Right. Uh, so Houston did what they had to do, and I guess the you know the people uh, the brass up at in in Brooklyn thought, well, maybe we'll jump in and this will be our three that we can take and try to make a run with. Yeah, I just. It's just hard because I'm I'm trying to I, the thing that comes to mind is the the original big three right with LeBron, Wade and Bosh and like who's gonna be the Bosh? 
right? Like, who's going to – like, that worked because they all fell into – like, Dwayne Wade was the, this is my team, but I'm going to let LeBron lead. He was enough to own that, and Bosh was enough to take the third role. Who's taking the third role in this? I don't see anybody taking the third role. Um, I I just don't know how Harden's going to play in any of this because his whole time in Houston was essentially like the, the franchise going – who do you want to play with? We'll go try and get them and make this better for you. And in the end, it wasn't good enough. And like, so you're going from that and then you're supposed to be a lesser role on another team. I don't know how that works in fits. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch and fun to root against. I'll tell you that. Um, but God, it's just three of the weird isn't the right word. Most interesting dudes, right? Kyrie's just on a planet of his own. Harden's been Harden-centric for so long. And KD is one of the most, like, sensitive, like, as far as, like, ruffling his feathers people. How are they all going to fit together? It's going to be crazy. I kind of hope they don't. But it'd be really fun if they did from, like... We win if they either thing happens. If they are completely dysfunctional, we win because, hey, that's fun. If they're really good at basketball, we win because, hey, look at this crazy good basketball team. So, there you go. All right, next thing, Marlo. The NWSL draft happened. I know you were watching, but the thing that stuck out to me was Des Rodman's daughter got drafted and it made me feel old. <laughs> As it should. Um, anytime you get these alerts, someone's son and daughter or whatever gets drafted or does anything at this point it's like how when where did that go oh yeah, yeah 20 something years ago 25 years ago but um yeah but yeah good for them good f- good for dinner daughter took the soccer out now drafted nwlsl excuse me nwsl do you have the stats did you pull yeah. the stats on uh trinity yeah. Rodman? no i didn't pull her stats. Right. Oh, there you go. I don't even know what team she got drafted. She got drafted. I didn't, I didn't even remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And the draft happened. That also that also matters. Uh, there's a new team. There's a Kansas City team now. Kansas City's back in the NWSL, so that's also exciting. Um, so there you go. Congratulations, Kansas City. Um, all right, last thing I'm going to throw in is the Brewers signed Jace Peterson to a minor league deal. I don't really know who he is. It doesn't matter. The point I wanted to make about this was by war, he's the Best signing by an NL Central team this offseason. They've done nothing. They've literally done no, no team in the NL Central has signed anybody. They've just kind of re-signed, and uh, I think news came today that the um, uh, the Cubs reached an agreement with uh, Bryant and their shortstop. Uh, on the counterpoint, your White Sox are now like – Favorites in the AL after all, they're wheeling and dealing. Yeah, uh, young team added some good pieces around it, so I don't know. Looks good on paper. Yeah, and well, everybody else in your division is yeah, worse, too. so that helps. So, well, the Twins aren't worse, but the uh, uh, Cleveland baseball team definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was baseball. All right, that's it. That's, that's all I've heard throwing. Yeah, that's all. Extremely long pod. Yeah. Wow, we did Killed it. it. Way to go, us. Do, 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 dun, dun, dun. 
Um, so yeah, next week we'll have Super Bowl. Super Bowl will be set. Casey will be either ecstatic or not. Well, at least it's the yeah, early game. We'll have some so we we'll have some time. All some time to to level out we'll either way. Um, so be there for that. Be there for that. Uh, in between now, you can find us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze. Myself at Marlo Jr. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. That will be it for me. Casey, you got any last words? All right, well, as always, fellow fans. Until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>